If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Hey, man, where's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yes, there it is. Everybody's favorite. Uh, Vidal Sassoon, Herbal Essence moment with the guy with the best hair in the game. Welcome to Tim Foil Hat. We're, uh, we're very excited to be here. Real quick, before we get into our wonderful guests that we have on, I'm very excited about that. Uh, June 1st is the big show. That's right, June 1st, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. It's the Tinfall Hat Comedy Night. Uh, Off the Grid is going to be there. Eddie Bravo is going to be there. Tresmala and myself. And hopefully we'll have a very special guest. We'll find out in the next day or so uh, whether he's going to be in it. But we're going to be there. Tickets are moving. Go to CobbsComedyClub.com. Do not go to a third-party one. They're going to charge you too much, 35 40 bucks. It's a $20 to $25 ticket. Make sure you get it off the official site. And then Sacramento, we're coming. Grab your tickets that. We've sold some good amount of tickets, and we're about three weeks out, so... We are very excited about this. Now, big news to announce that Tinfoil Hat is doing a very special show May 25th at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room. It's upstairs. I believe the time is 8 o'clock. Excuse me, 10 o'clock. We're going to be doing Eddie Bravo. Again, off the grid. We got Trez Malas coming in town, and we're going to see if we can get Duncan and maybe, maybe Joe Rogan, but can't guarantee anything on those two guys. (laughs) But we will be doing it. Uh, we will be putting on a show. And those go live today. Those It will sell out. It's only like a 50-seat room. So come on out. It's the first one. We're going to be running kind of how the show's going to go. We're going to do a little stand-up, followed by Q&A podcast at the end. Uh, so we're very excited about it. And that is the business. Oh, All Things Comedy t-shirts. We got new shirts coming out. Go grab a t-shirt, support the show. The, the Patreon is killing it. We're put out new. We got one coming out with. I wasn't on this one. It will be the first tinfoil hat without me. So it's gonna be <laughs> interesting. I'm excited to hear that. And then we have the one with my father coming out, where I ask him all about conspiracy. So get to uh, Patreon.com/backslash tinfoil hat. Nice. And with that, I'm very excited to bring in our guest. Uh, I love the world of conspiracies. I love where we're at. I love the truth seekers. I love. Uh, it is a wonderful time to be into the world of seeking the truth. And because everything that we've been talking about forever seems to be coming together at one time. And one of the most exciting parts of being in the conspiracy theory world, even though our guest doesn't consider himself a conspiracy theorist, I wear with pride. Uh, one of the most exciting things is this thing called Q Anonymous. And we're going to dive into that world. And I hopefully by the end of this, thanks to our guests, you guys will have a really good understanding of what Q is. And you'll be able to start following and then in turn be able to help spread his knowledge. So please welcome from his amazing YouTube channel, The Praying Medic, everybody. How are you, Dave? Can you hear me? I'm doing great. Okay, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. 
Well, I mean, I got to tell you, I just recently found out about your uh, your YouTube page. A friend of mine, a fellow Armenian, sent me the thing, and I watched it because it was about Mueller, and we'll get into all that. But, man, your information is amazing. Why don't you tell them a little about yourself, if that's cool, or more about your uh, your YouTube page, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I'm a paramedic. I a medic for 35 years. Uh, I am not a conspiracy theorist. That's okay. We still love you. <laughs> but my wife kind of is. And when Q started, you know, putting out information back in October, uh, my wife followed, she happened to uh, run into Tracy Beans. And Tracy Beans had been doing a lot of videos on Q. So I wasn't interested in it. I just, I'm not interested in conspiracy theories and all that stuff. But uh, in January, I had a dream where I met a guy very much like Hugh, in a dream. And he was talking to me and he was helping me uh, correct my misunderstandings of events that had happened in the past. And then we kept talking and he started asking me all these questions. Who are these people? How are they connected to this event? Why is that relevant? Who are these people? What is this event all about? What were the, how were they involved? Why is it relevant, right? He, start, he starts asking me these questions and he's just like you. And then at the end of this dream, he looks at me. And by the way, the guy in the dream looked exactly like Mr. Miyagi. Hey dude, so, <laughs> Asian dudes are very deep and spiritual and I get that. We oh, all gosh. have our own spirit animals. Exactly, I know, I know. So he looks at me and he says, do you understand that this is primarily about the children? Okay, I get that. And that was the end of the dream. Wow. And I knew from that point on that I needed to get into this whole thing with Q and figure out what was going on. What is Q about? Who is Q? What's the mission? What's the purpose? Um, because I, I, I knew what he meant when he said this is about the children. Right. Yeah. I mean, A lot of kids being sold into sex slavery yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. So... We talk about that all the time on the show. We, uh, we've dedicated ourselves to spreading the truth about that to the point where sometimes I think we talk about it too much, but I wonder if there is too much, if we could cover it too much, because it is such an amazingly important uh, issue in our time that people don't want to deal with because it's too real, it, it's too painful, and it's too evil, and we refuse to shy away from it, even though we're on a comedy podcast channel and they're nice enough to let us be ourselves here, that we, we push that narrative because the truth is, the more you ignore all this stuff, and even though you don't uh, subscribe, subscribe to the world of conspiracies, but the stuff that we do talk about on the show is so big that if you ignore it, you ignore what's going on you because either you don't want to ruffle feathers or rock the boat because you got a, uh, a you know a paycheck or your job you got to take care of your kids i actually do believe that by ignoring it you make the world a worse place later on for your children so no matter how much you make in your checks and how much your how nice your house is or your car is by ignoring what's going on you're you're sending these kids into a world where there's not a lot of jobs out there it's not safe for them if they're children or with 
women or or you know even men you know we're sending men into war women into war as well as obviously but we're sending people into these banker wars and stuff like that so i think it's very important that we have these conversations because it will it will allow the truth to come out and for us to take back I believe our country, you know, and that's really why we push all this stuff. So did you have a YouTube channel before you got into Q? Yes, I have had a YouTube channel since 2009. Wow. wow. I, I'm an author and I write books on healing and seeing visions. I write books on the supernatural and I've had a lot of videos that are partly just teaching people about healing, teaching people about how to see visions, emotional healing, things of that nature. And I've never had much traffic on my YouTube channel until I started doing videos about you. And that's, and, I mean, I, 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 for years, had very low subscribers, very low viewers. Soon as I started doing videos about Q, everything went off the charts. People are very interested in Q. Well, you, I think a big reason is how, how well you produce these videos, the information you put out and the way you uh, get the information out, the way that you help people digest all this incredible stuff that is, in fact, going on. So I, I just real quick well, before, okay, go on. So I was just going to say the reason, the reason why my videos are different from most people's, a couple of reasons, number one. Like I said, I'm not really into conspiracy theories, so Which I come at this from a different perspective. Number two, I'm a teacher. I've spent many years teaching medicine, teaching advanced cardiac life support, teaching trauma life support. Everywhere I've ever worked, I've always done a lot of teaching. So although a lot of people are able to talk about Q, it's difficult to teach other oh. people about Q who don't know anything about Q. Well, let's do that. Uh, so we've been saying the word Q, and I'm just wondering. Uh, so Q symbolizes, is this even supposedly a real top secret uh, Q clearance? So it represents like if you have Q clearance, you yeah. have access to everything. It's, it's an energy clearance. Hmm. It's the highest. It is the highest level of, of a clearance you can have in the U.S. government, if I'm correct. Interesting. It is. The interesting thing is. Q has actually never claimed to have a Q-level clearance. Not, not exactly. Q came on uh, 4chan October 28th, and then one of the very first posts, the title of it was Q Clearance Patriot. Oh. Okay. You could, you could assume that Q was claiming I have that clearance, security clearance. Hmm. But that's an assumption. Q never said... I am a person with a Department of Energy Q-level clearance. That was just sort of the title of that post. Interesting. So, and that thread so was... Uh, people this... have debated and questioned, is this person that actually claiming to have that level of clearance? It's an assumption. So who do you think Q is? If you had to guess, who do you do think Do you really Q... want to know? Uh, I Should want we save it to the end? 100%. <laughs> want to know who you believe Q is. Well, how about what people are speculating? Uh, what do you think uh, Thomas Drake, the NSA whistleblower, people have uh, suggested nope. in ideas? Have you heard about this? I, I have gone back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth, and I've had a lot of discussions with people about who Q might be. You know, Mike Flynn, Steve Rogers, Bannon. NSA, Steve Pachanek, right? Mm -hmm. uh, some people believe Stephen Miller. 
is a good person because Miller is on Trump's comms team. And some people believe that the way that Q writes posts is similar to the way that Miller helps Trump write speeches. Wow. Uh, some people... Some people have suggested Sebastian Gorka. Some people have suggested, um, there, there, I mean, there's just a lot of different people. Well, um, who do one you of the think? Interesting things, one of the interesting things is there is an NSA group that is called the, the Q Group. Really? And did you not know that? No. Dropping do know knowledge. What what do you want to know what their responsibilities are? Please do tell. Uh, they are the they are the NSA's police department. Hmm. Wow! So I, I I posted about this on Twitter. I did an entire thread uh, where on uh, who Q might be, right? Okay. And I started digging, and I found this. Uh, I was working with some people on a Discord uh, channel. And we followed out some leads and we found out that there's actually inside the NSA directorate, there's all these different directorates and they have letter prefixes. There is a C directorate, there's a B directorate, there's an I directorate, and there's a Q directorate. And the Q directorate inside the NSA is their internal law enforcement. They are responsible for tracking down and arresting uh, traitors and, and people who violate national security inside the NSA. The Q director is actually law enforcement inside the NSA. So it's not one person; it's many. Is it? Do we know it who is, is in group. this group? It's like it's, the, group. it's like the idea of Shakespeare. They believe it's an amalgamation of multiple people. You ever really? Heard that? Yeah, that, yeah, even the Queen of England and multiple people. Really? And even in country music, uh, if you guys know who Johnny Rebel is, it's a bunch of different people producing under one person's name. Yeah. You just blew well, if my you look mind. At Q's, if you look at Q's latest post Q has been having some trip code problems <laughs> and, what now explain he, trip code is, trip code problems this is what a post, this is a recent post from last night we made a mistake on Q research research board they exposed their password they didn't input the Q number correctly when they were logging in and they exposed their password and so the the, the admin said hey Q change your trip code but Q said, we made a mistake. Q often refers to himself as we as a team. So I think it's a, a good assumption that Q is more than one person. Hmm. Wow, you just blew my skull. And to backtrack a little, so the very first posting was on a CBTS, which uh, meant calm before the storm on uh, October 28th. Is that correct? My birthday. No way. So, yes, that is. that was the first one. It was a post about Hillary Clinton being arrested. Yeah, and these Q claimed Trump was being, prote was, uh, being protected by the military because the CIA, yep. FBI, and Secret Service were all corrupt. So... Yep. It seems like what's really happening here is that the politicians and all the intelligence communities, and do you know how many, um, diff, under the branch of the NSA, National Security Agency, right. do, you, do you know how many uh, branches there are? 1,000. There's a FBI, CIA, yeah. you know, uh -huh. DHS. There's 16 different wow. intelligence agencies. Different, and we only know of CIA, mm -hmm. FBI, NSA, Homeland Security. So he's saying all these 16 agencies are involved with the politicians, mainly the Democrats. And so all the war hawks and the five-star generals 
and the good old boys, Republicans, they put Mango Mussolini into power so that they could pull the strings and then reveal all the shenanigans going on on the other side of the dark arts. Can I can I break in here? And yeah, please do. Drop some please do on you. Yes, I can almost I can almost guarantee you there are many more intelligence agencies than anyone knows about publicly. <laughs> yeah, if you had you to guess, why? why? Hmm. All right. Have you ever heard of the National Reconnaissance Office? I have only because I've dug deep. But yes, that's crazy. Though. I've heard of it, I, but I can't recall what exactly it is. The National Reconnaissance Office is in charge of our satellite program. Okay. They were tasked with taking over the satellite program from NASA in 1960. Really? And they were never publicly acknowledged until the 1980s. Actually, they were first, I think, mentioned accidentally in congressional hearings in the 90s. And there was never any public, like, open discussion about the National Reconnaissance Office until, well, years after that. So the National Reconnaissance Office, they're kind of a sister agency to the NSA. Yeah. They do satellite recon, satellite communications, surveillance, stuff like that. They existed as an agency for 35 years and no one knew about them. That is, I mean, you know that so much of that happens as well. Like just now, how many agencies exist right now that we're not going to know about for 20 years? So much, man. When when they when the Pentagon says like they can't account for like what 12 trillions tr- trillion do you think that money's going? Dude, they know exactly where that money's going, dude. There isn't law. Someone didn't drop their wallet. Like that is out there, dude. And you know, my whole opinion is like when you see like I remember in the 80s there's this huge uproar because somebody saw like a receipt from Congress or the Senate, and it was like $5,000 for a hammer. And it was like, we're paying $5,000 for a hammer? And at that time, I was like, this government's out of control. And then I realized they didn't pay $5,000 for a hammer. They bought a hammer at a regular price, and the rest of that money goes to a dark uh, a black ops. That's my opinion. It goes to a black ops. So it's, it, it's accountable. And, and people would rather go nuts over like, I can't believe you're spending that money on a, on a hammer. And no, oh, you're doing like espionage sabotage in like Latin America. We can't really put that on the ledger. You know, you can't, you can't give that to account. Here's receipts for throwing a, an election in Venezuela. You know, it's like, that's how they got, they got they got it's a, it's a funny money game, right? Yeah. It falls under state yeah. secrets privilege, correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah, and uh, could you break that down for us? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, kind of not too in- informed on it. it. I know that it's the ability for the military intelligence to shield the secrets from the judicial branch. Don't you love it that we can? Like, yep. That's crazy. To we're me. doing shady shit. You can't yeah, know about it. It, it is. It, military intelligence is not subject to congressional oversight. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, it's not. And. It's it's interesting because the military has like its own uh, community. The military has its own code of ju- military justice. They have their own courts, right? Unbelievable. They have their they have their own way of doing things that is different from the civilian uh, side of things. So, in the same way that we have the Department of the FBI and the DOJ, they investigate and prosecute civilian crimes. 
military intelligence investigates and prosecutes crimes related to the military and terrorism. So the military has an entirely separate, like a firewall between them and the civilian agencies. And yeah, they're able to have technology and procedures that the civilians don't know about. Yeah, they established this in 53, so after World War II, <laughs> right? And then they expanded it after 9-11. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So dude. here's the exact criteria. There is a reasonable danger that disclosure of evidence will expose military matters, which in the interests of national security should be not divulged. Which sounds like a, a really great idea, but mm-hmm. like any great idea, it always gets <laughs> manipulated by either evil or stupid, right? Totally. I picture it, it you know, could be. It could be, and during the 80s and 90s, it probably was. But what we have seen with Q, Q has sort of said, actually, the opposite has happened. The civilian agencies, FBI, DOJ, were corrupted. Uh, NSA, to some degree, CIA, big time corrupted. And it, the generals saw what was happening, and they wanted to stop it. Now that's, that's they saw okay. they saw that it was going to destroy the world, and the generals sought for a person they could work with who would help them fix that corruption. I, I can't agree with that more, and the reason I think that is like you know we have this whole theory that you know through t- uh, television, movies, you know, entertainment, we the watch military is the bad guys. That that the military guys only want to go and overthrow everybody. But I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe that there's a large part of the military who joined because they want to protect America, which is could be also keep peace in the world, right? So when we have started these wars, and they're, they're banker wars, and they're all banker wars. I mean, we yeah, the hammer and nail. We talked about it before. You know, the hammer and the Wesley Clark hammer and the nail. You know, when it when you when you're a hammer, every mm-hmm. problem's a nail. Yeah. And the seven countries with the that that we want to invade. That it's very close to the seven countries that didn't have centralized yep. banks. We've talked about that in past episodes. You know that I think the military starts waking up. To go on, oh man, we're going in and doing the deeds of these foreign entities that aren't even American entities. And we're putting right. our, our soldiers, our, our, our boys, our girls into peril to protect interests of people who aren't even our country. And, you know, and I've tweeted this before and I got, I got uh, you know, a lot of crap even from fellow comedians about how I said that our military at some point had gotten hijacked by dark forces. And I do believe that there, there are people... <clears throat> who at it within the military have seen this as well firsthand, not like me, third hand, but firsthand, and are kind of realizing that this is not good, that this is not what they got into, and that is not, it's not good for it the is, country. It is not what they got into, and they don't want it. Look, the war in Syria is all about uh, a gas pipeline. Yep. The only reason why we went into Syria the way we were ever involved in Syria is because Qatar and Saudi Arabia wanted to push a natural gas pipeline yep. through Syria, through Turkey, into Southern Europe because they wanted to export their natural gas to Southern Europe for a lot of money. Problem is, uh, at that time, uh, Saudi and Kuwaitis didn't have the military that could pull it off. So they hired... Um, the American military, they yeah. donated billions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. 
Mm-hmm. They donated a lot of money to the to Obama. They hired our politicians to take our military to go into Syria and try to remove Assad and get him out of there, so that we and then we would put in a puppet who would allow uh, Qatar and Saudi to push their gas pipeline into southern Europe. With Putin with, opposed it. The only reason Putin got involved is because Putin wants to run a gas pipeline, a competing gas pipeline through Syria into southern Europe. So right. Gazprom can pump gas into southern Europe. Well, that is the only reason why that war in Syria ever took place. Well, because it's definitely because uh, also Russia supplies Europe with like 40 to 50 percent of their energy. Right. If that pipeline right. comes, that goes away. That cripples that entire country stuff, and, you know. So I, I get it on both sides. Neither of them are doing uh, uh, for the uh, for righteousness. Okay, there are there's money at stake. And again, right. like I don't know why the U.S. economy. You know, it's like it's like when uh, what's his name, uh, Ron Paul the third or whatever Rand Paul is on. Well, you know, uh, Wolf Blitzer's CNN thing, and he's calling like, "Dude, there's no proof of chemical attacks. This is more sending our troops in the doing banker wars, basically." And Wolf Blitzer's like, "Well, you know, if we don't do these wars and we don't bomb Yemen or Syria, you know, uh, these the Saudis aren't going to buy our our our, our helicopters, and that's going to cost American jobs." And I'm like, "How do you not smack?" Wolf Blitzer. I mean, to say you know, that. Wolf Blitzer is former CIA, don't you? Oh, he's CIA and he has dual citizenship with Israel. I mean, it's just the truth <laughs> of the matter. And it's like, again, we talk about it all the time. It's like, this is nothing against the average Joe or Jane in Israel. We're talking Warhawk shit. So it's like, here's a guy right. who's pushing the narrative of the Warhawks. And I'm, I'm anti-war. I don't want to do the war. I don't want to fight another country's war. I don't want our boys going in and our girls going in to fight for somebody else's battles. That's my opinion, okay? So getting back yep. to the military real quick, and we'll get into some of the questions we had come up with. But So one day, and I said this before on the show, but I want you to know about it. I get an email from somewhere, and it says usnavalnavy.org. And I'm like, what is that? And like, I'm already paranoid because I do a conspiracy podcast, so I'm like, I'm not going to look into this, but the email says, follow the white rabbit. So later on, I, you know, <laughs> I see this thing with the, with uh, North Korea and the hair and all that stuff. And we'll get into that later, but I go, wow, white rabbit. I look into it and it is a spreadsheet that is basically every one of like Q's drops that he was about to drop that got early when you say October right after that. And it had been dropped to me and it had all the info on it with all like North Korea, who these boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh man, this got sent to me before. If I had put this out, it would have been amazing. But like I had gotten it early from a very high, at least that's what they had, they had made it seem like a very high up at the U.S. Navy uh, uh, um, um, system. So, uh, wow, that's interesting. It's like it blew my mind, dude, because we were still very new at that point. Mm -hmm. But like the beginning, this thing that later on I started seeing all these drops really blew my mind. Uh, what what is the who is the white rabbit? Do we know what the right why he always says follow the white rabbit or why on Twitter, which sure. we thought was his his uh, Twitter feed? Sure, the white rabbit. <clears throat> well, where does the white rabbit come from? White rabbit is a reference to Alice in Wonderland, right? Right. Right. Okay. So. Q has, the, I'll explain this as briefly as I can, but Q 
is telling the world about a series of operations that Trump and his administration are putting into effect, and those operations all have code names. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland is one of them. Godfather 3 is another one. <laughs> Iron Eagle is another one. Uh, Hunt for Red October is another one. There's a reason why most of them are named after movies. Hmm. And what do you think that reason is? Each, each one of them is a code name for a particular aspect or operation that Trump is putting into effect. And <clears throat> they have, and, and Q is telling us ahead of time, I'm giving you a code name about an operation as it unrolls, as we pull this out, as these people get prosecuted, as this particular operation unwinds, you're gonna look back at that code name and go, wow, you were telling us about that the whole time. It is crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Here's now. Hugh has the 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 Alice in Wonderland operation only lasted for about a week. Okay. Before Q told the Anons what it was. Okay. So when Q first started posting, he made these references to Alice in Wonderland, and it wasn't Alice in Wonderland. It was Alice and Wonderland. What? So one of the Anons did some research and found out that somebody wrote a parody of Lewis Carroll's book, Alice in Wonderland, and it was about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and and <laughs> Saudi Arabia is known as the bloody Wonderland. Hmm. So this Anand put these two things together and said, are you telling me that Alice in Wonderland is Hillary Clinton in Saudi Arabia? And Q says, you got it. That is what I'm talking about. It is about how the Saudis funded Hillary Clinton and a lot of politicians in the U.S. And when the Saudi princes were arrested that first week of November, yes, that cut strings. That cut the strings to the political, uh, to the politicians and the and the money that was coming in that was funding terrorism, that was funding corruption in politics, and it and it actually exposed a lot of those politicians. It took away their financial support. That was Alice in Wonderland. Is there any uh, truth to the uh, the speculation that perhaps QAnon is actually artificial intelligence, and that is just uh, basically? Well, that's a that's a good question. Because it the way, the way last, it... Night, last night Q posted because he screwed up his trip code when he was entering, and he forgot to put in the Q in his trip code. Mm -hmm. He said, we made a mistake on the research board. We exposed our password. We did not input the Q number in the beginning, which exposed a password error has been corrected. Everything is safe. One of the uh, board moderators said, hey, Q, you need a new trip code. He goes, hey, we all make mistakes. And all the Anons are like, well, that tells us you're not artificial intelligence if you're making mistakes. No, that's very interesting. Now, dude. Th that tells me that he is artificial intelligence because we is like a, a thing that you would say if you were an all like encompassed computer system, because it's not like a computer like this. We're talking a quantum computer. Well, Q, often, Q often refers to himself individually, but sometimes, rarely, we'll say we. Well, sometimes I, sometimes me, sometimes the team. So he refers to himself with many different um, in different ways. Because the way the questions are sometimes proposed, it reminds me of Hal from a Space Odyssey, you know? Yes. Well, but you have to realize, Q is speaking 
in a language that is reminiscent of many of the movies that we are familiar with. Hmm. Uh, Space Odyssey, maybe there's a lot of references to uh, war games. Yes. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. How about a game of chess? Okay. Hugh makes a lot of movie references because a lot of our, our people in our generation, we remember that. We relate to it. So, And that's intentional. So what are some of the... Uh, uh, he he taught he he puts out crumbs. They call them crumbs, right? And your videos yep. resonate. Again, we're with the praying medic. If you guys want to find him on uh, uh, YouTube, it's youtube.com backslash praying medic, and also on Twitter at praying medic. And he breaks all this stuff down. Your videos are so well done. So what are crumbs? So if some of our listeners, because it's kind of getting into what you were talking about, mm-hmm. like what yep. are the crumbs? I, I had. I had to learn about this because I didn't know a whole lot about 4chan or 8chan when I was started doing this. But essentially, the 4chan and 8chan, they have their own vernacular. When you drop hints and clues for people to research, those are called crumbs. When you create a string, a thread of crumbs and hints and suggestions, that's a, that thread is called a bread. And the uh, moderators on 4chan and 8chan who create these threads, they're called bakers. Wow. So when you think of bakers, bread, and crumbs, you just think of these threads that are started, they're just conversation threads about different topics, clues, and hints. That's amazing, dude. Now, um, what are some of, you kind of got into some of the, the, uh, you know, the Godfather 3 and all that stuff. What are some of the more popular uh, codes right. that he drops, some of the popular uh, crumbs. Let, let, me, let me give you a very interesting one. This is so okay. much fun, by the way. I'm having the best Let me give time. you a very interesting one. Uh, <laughs> I'm I've, so I've got giddy. this thing open here. Um, <laughs> this one will blow your mind. This one is going to blow your mind. I love this, dude. I could do yeah. this all day. Okay. So this is from a post on November 20th of last year. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay. I'm going to read the end of it. Who has all of the information? NSA, right? NSA has everything. Okay. Uh, no such agency. Q says no such agency. The hunter becomes the hunted. Operations underway. Operators are active. This information is real. This information is necessary. Silent war. Some gets out. The Great Awakening. Iron Eagle. Godfather 3, Hunt for Red October. Okay. Hugh signed off this long stringer. I didn't read all of it. But he signed off with four, mention of four things. Great Awakening, Iron Eagle, Godfather 3, Hunt for Red October. Three of them are films. Great Awakening is just, you know, it's a a spiritual thing. There were many different Great Awakenings in America and Europe and all. That's what that's refers to. So anyway, Iron Eagle, as an example. Okay, let me let me talk really quickly about Godfather Three. Okay, what is the main what is the main plot to Godfather Three? You know, I've never seen it. Is that it is about it is it has to do with the Vatican and how Michael Corleone gets involved in loaning billions of dollars to the Vatican to bail them out. What? Hmm. Okay, that is the main plot line in Godfather Three. Really. <clears throat> Now, here is the interesting thing. Hugh has been talking a lot about the Pope, about the Vatican, and about these evil people and their funding. And 
Q's allusion to Godfather 3 is a code for this operation. Eventually, I think, we're going to see corruption exposed in, in the Vatican and I, with the people that are funding the Vatican. So that's just one of the operations that dude. Q's been talking about under the code name. All right? Yeah, man. <clears throat> let, me talk about, let me talk about Iron Eagle. Go. Iron Eagle is another code name. And it stands for some operation. And he posted this on November 20th. And this is now, what, May 9th? Yeah. So it's been six months. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and people have been trying to figure out, what the hell is Iron Eagle all about? They've been figuring out the other ones. Everyone's like, what is Iron Eagle? We know it stands for something. We don't know what it means. So <clears throat> uh, at the end of April, uh started to expose openly more and more parts of the plan that he had been hinting about. And one of the Anons, suddenly it dawns on him, oh crap, I think I know what Iron Eagle is. He goes, there's this uh, annual training exercise that is done by all the NATO forces. Uh, UK, Germany, France, United States. There's like 17 nations. Right. And they do this annual training exercise in Jordan every year. And it's called uh, Eager Lion. Eagle All right. it's Iron? Eager, lion? Eager Lion. Okay. It's, it's not an operation like Desert Storm. It's a training exercise called Eager Lion. They've been doing this training exercise every year since 2010. Joint training exercise, all of the NATO military forces, they go to Jordan and they do live fire training. It's called Eager Lion. Yeah. And it's held last uh, week of April and the first week of May every year. And one of the Anons goes, holy shit, dude, I think Iron Eagle is Eager Lion. It's an anagram. If you take the letters and scramble them around, you come up with Iron Eagle. Shut up. Now, now listen, now listen, listen, Crazy. what happened, what's relevant is what happened during Eager Lion this year. Talk to me. While all of, while all the NATO forces were doing live fire training in Jordan, Benjamin Netanyahu exposes Iran's secret nuclear weapons program. That is crazy, right? And then, then Q's been talking about Have this. Have you heard about that? Like, yeah. This, this came out like about 10 days ago. Yeah. Where Netanyahu goes on. He has this big thing. He's got all these CDs and all this information about Iran's nuclear, secret nuclear weapons program. That happened while we had our forces in Jordan. It was timed. Trump and the generals strategically timed with Netanyahu the exposure of Iran's secret nuclear weapons program to coincide with Operation Eager Lion. Wow. So that if Iran or Russia tried to do anything stupid, we had our forces already there ready to deal with it. Under the cover of a live fire training drill. Wow. You had been telling us this whole thing for six months was going to come under the code name Iron Eagle. It was an anagram. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? It is me? that sophisticated. And it really is that sophisticated. 
it is that sophisticated. And that's why we need people like you to break that down because no one would well, ever me, come up with that. Dude, let me let me tell you let me tell you about the hunt for Red October. Okay. Please. This is this is short. This is short. At the same time, November twentieth, he was posting Hunt for Red October. And everyone is guessing and guessing and guessing what Red October was all about. Okay. But then in March, I think, there was an article that was published about Japan's steel industry and how they had been falsely certifying inferior grade steel and selling it to the US as high grade steel. <laughs> and and the, the CEO of Japan's third largest steel company got caught up in the scandal and he resigned in shame. And then it was kind of revealed that Russia and China have also been certifying inferior grade steel and selling it to us. And it includes steel that is in our um, military hardware. I mean, the real and dark. Hugh has suggested. Hugh has suggested that we allowed inferior grade steel to be sold to the U.S. to weaken our defense capabilities. And the real dark behind the, all that. Oh, yeah, go on. Okay. Here's here's the kicker. One of the major steel plants in Russia is called Red October Steel Plant. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> so Q was telling us in November a scandal about the international steel market was going to be exposed, and in March we found out about it. But you, but it was timed, and it was coded so that when we it got exposed, we could look at that steel plant, Red October, and go, "Damn, he was telling us about this the whole time." And no. Nobody, what? Nobody figured it out until the right time. Listen, dude, this gives me so much hope because I've talked about, I mean, I've done Jimmy Dore show and I did his live show and I was talking. The level of treason going on in Washington, D.C. right now under this like get mine, get paid, greed is good. is I, I would make Benedict Arnold sad. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it like. The, and I don't know if it's been going on forever. You know, I do think that there is this whole thing when uh, when Nixon uh, put us took us off the gold standard, put us on the oil, that that is the beginning of something. And I don't know if that was the start, but that's when, in my mind, is the first sign there's something else going on here. And then, you know, I mean, don't even get me started. <clears throat> and we'll get into this, the Bushes and the Clintons and what they've done to this country is, like, unbelievable and how, you know... Through Q, we've learned that some really dark stuff's going on. And this makes me yep. think that, because I, I, I have hope in my heart that this, this is the taking back of Amer is, America he, he first. Q gives us hope that the corrupt people are going to be put in jail and that, uh, that their deeds are going to be exposed and justice is going to be served. You know, like a lot of people get mad at Trump right now. And I know that, you know, some people are into Trump. I live in L.A., they're not they're not a lot of Trump people here. But you know, when everybody got mad at him throwing tariffs on China and people's heads exploded, like it's the worst thing that ever happened in history. What they don't seem to understand <laughs> is that we were getting tariffed by China, and which was done on purpose to make make American companies go set up shop in China so they wouldn't get tariffed. And to me that is yep. that is 
embarrassing and disgusting. And people hate the word tariff because it sounds like terrorism and taxes had a baby called tariffs. And it's not true at all. What it does is equal the playing field so that these companies that go into Southeast Asia and all these places where they pay people a dollar a day to work. Well, now it levels a playing field so that they have to pay so that they can actually open jobs in America. I'm not somebody who says manufacturing's gone. I don't, I agree with that. I think that is propaganda put out by very high ups in these corporations that that make us think we don't have hope. And that's my opinion. The proof is in the pudding. And there's an interesting news article out there. I put, posted this on Twitter uh, a couple months ago. As soon as Trump announced that he was going to impose a 20% tariffs on solar panels imported from China, the next day, one of the major solar panel producers in China announced they were going to open up a build a plant in the US Boom! to build solar panels. <laughs> you know, I, I the just next day. I you know, and we're gonna get into a lot of this shit because we have about like twenty minutes left, so we're gonna have to fly through a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, I I believe you know we had a truth cat on our podcast recently. She does the Truth Factory on YouTube. It's a wonderful channel. And the first time she got on, she talked about how she believed that Trump was a negotiator, and. How and we're gonna get into the Clintons real quick. That how he nego- he plays a game, you know. And that let's take Syria. We're like one day he's literally like we are pulling out of Syria, and then the next two days later he's bombing it. But they don't tell you where he bombed. They never said where he hit. And there's all this talk through Q and all this talk through the community that he hit like black hats sites and stuff like and, that. Well. Iran was building a secret nuclear weapons facility in northern Syria. Yeah, uh, and that the, came out the recently. The airstrikes by the U.S. troops and Israel was going after the nuclear facilities. That's what they were bombing. That's under the cover of under the cover of chemical weapons, because they didn't want yet anyone to know that they knew that there was a nu- secret nuclear weapons facility being built. They didn't want to expose that. They wanted to wait until Netanyahu brought out the, the proof. So they hit the nuclear weapons facilities and under the cover of its chemical weapons. It's, it's unfortunate they had to use that deception, but it's just part of the plan. I get it. Now, Ryan, did you have anything you wanted to bring up? Because I'm going to go into these PowerPoints. When you said uh, red October steel plant, I typed in those four words into Google. And the very first thing that popped up was the CIA website, which I hang out on all the time. And so I went there and it's the it's a document from World War Two talking about a steel plant called Red October in Stalingrad. It's so crazy to think that, like, I mean, you guys should hang out on the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency lot <laughs> like I do. You, you can have some fun. So that's all. I just, that is mind blowing. Yeah, to you're me. blowing my mind, too. You Good did job. blow my mind. So let's do some PowerPoints. I sent you. The list, it's like, let's break down some accused. Uh, Trump, who, do you, who, according to Q, got Trump elected? Because, you know, the, the, uh, there's people who want to believe Russian collusion. I don't believe that at all. Uh, what do you, how do you think this historic upset happens? It happened because, well, according to Q, the generals recruited Trump to run for president and they gave him assurances that they would deal with election rigging. The election was going to be rigged in Hillary's favor. 
And the general said, look, Trump, if you'll run, we will support you, we'll defend you, we'll make sure nothing happens to you, and we'll give you a fair shot at winning the election. We'll make sure that election rigging doesn't happen. We'll, we'll, we'll defeat their plan to rig the election, and you'll have a fair chance to win. Are they the, I think that's why he Are they the alliance? Are they part of the yes. alliance? And who is They're, the alliance for those who don't I, know? I don't, I, don't know I, don't, I don't know how you define the alliance. It's a, it's a new term for me, but I understand that there was a group of, of generals who recruited Trump, and some people refer to that group as the alliance. And now is there alliance within the, the uh, intelligence agencies? Obviously, the Q department, we would think they're part of the alliance. Is there any part of the CIA uh, or the FBI? Are, that is there, are components, there are components inside the intelligence agencies that are working with the alliance. The, the issue is the alliance is mostly military. And there's a lot of, there has been a lot of corruption in the civilian agencies, NSA, CIA, FBI, DOJ. That is all being rooted out and gotten rid of. So we're going to, in the future, we'll, we'll be able to trust the civilian intelligence agencies more. But I think some of those people, obviously Admiral Rogers, and a couple of people have been working with the alliance. Okay. Uh, what do you think Clinton, I mean, the big, I have a bet with my friend DJ Crash on whether we'll ever see either Clintons do the perp walk. Do you, do you think that day I, I will ever happen? I, I have, God speaks to me a lot through dreams. Okay. I've had dozens of dreams about Q and different aspects of what Q is doing. And I've also had dreams, a lot of dreams about Trump, including dreams about Q's relationship Trump. And uh, gosh, three months ago, I had a dream where Hillary Clinton was on social media daring the cops to arrest her. She's going to get arrested. So is Obama. They're both going to jail. I, I'm working. Um, we'll get into I, I, would, I would bet my next paycheck on it. <laughs> what kind of uh, suggestions does Q, Q make about Hillary? What does he say about her? That, one of the most interesting observations that Q has made about Hillary is that she was a very powerful person and she, because she was connected to the Saudi, the, the money from the Saudi family, she was connected to the Rothschilds and connected to Soros. They all funded her. The deal was they give her money, she wins the election, they get political favors. Yeah, and that seems she to be the game. The election. What happens when you owe a lot of money to the mob? You get whacked. And you can't pay it back. Hugh has suggested that Hillary is desperate and she's fighting for her life because she owes a lot of bad people a lot of money. Yeah. And she can't pay it back. Her father... She's... Her father was a head of, uh, took over the uh, crime family of Chicago after, uh, after what's his face gets arrested, thrown in jail for tax evasion. He, uh, what's his name? What was the famous mobster? Al Capone. Al Capone, right? Gets, I believe the story is that Al Capone gets thrown in jail. Hillary Rodham claims. Tax evasion, right? Gets, yeah. And get the, her dad takes over the mob at that point. And there's uh, tons of evidence if you search for it. If you're waiting for Rachel Meadows to tell you that or Wolf Blitzer or anybody on television to tell you that, it's never going to happen. And it, that's where she gets the idea of people getting whacked all the time. Let's get into Obama. 
I really want to get into Obama. I voted for Obama the first time. I did not vote for him the second time because I saw, and this is where I really start to get into, like, the system's rigged. It's all rigged. I mean, I knew when when Bush steals the election in Florida, it's big. I don't know. I'm assuming that you're a conservative based on some of your beliefs. Um but are you a Bush person? Do you not see Bush as a as a black hat? Or do you see... I mean, I see them just as bad as the Clintons. They're two crime families. Any thoughts on that? Uh, it's my belief now that... You know, you talked about General Wesley Clark and his message about how people in the Pentagon decided that we were going to attack seven different nations in five years, right? Yes. Who was he talking about? He was talking about Wolfowitz. He was talking about Cheney. He was talking about all these people in the Defense Department. Yep. Right? And and government agencies who we know as the deep state. They're unelected people in Defense Department, CIA, FBI, DOJ. They're career people. They're not elected. Some people... They, they like to call themselves the, the B team because they said they say to the politicians, after you're gone, we're still going to be here. <laughs> so. So, wow, James Comey, James Comey came out last week and admitted that the deep state exists. OK, he said the deep state is real, though so it's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. He also said he also said, but the deep state does not. Uh, is is not in some plot to undermine the president. Well, up until Trump, that's probably true, <laughs> because because the deep state they are the power brokers who put into power our presidents and they control the agenda. Pick not elected. The, the unelected politicians. So why did the Bushes go and create all the wars in the Middle East? Because Wolfowitz. And Cheney and Rumsfeld and all these other guys, they decided what our foreign policy was going to be. Wesley Clark said we underwent a policy coup. All yeah. right. Yeah. Our foreign policy was dictated by unelected officials in government. Okay. So everyone between Kennedy and Trump, with the possible exception of Reagan, has been controlled by a puppet of the deep state. They, they get involved in the wars that the deep state tells them to. They bomb the places the deep state tells them to. They pay off whoever the deep state tells them to. Almost all of them leveraged, blackmailed. And that's, look, that has been the way it has been since Rome. Why did Rome fall? Rome fell because the Roman Senate was completely corrupt. 100%. In there was, 100%. Blackmailed. Right? And our and every government since then <clears throat> has been based on you get people that you can blackmail, that you have things that you can hold over them, and you control them to get your agenda. That's what politics has always been about. <clears throat> so my belief is that most of the presidents since Kennedy have been puppets of the deep state. Trump is the exception because they tried to get dirt on Trump. Trump could not be blackmailed. He has no bet. He doesn't have any crimes that he has to hide. Look, Obama's uh, intelligence community 
looked and looked and looked for dirt on Trump, and the most, of the, the best thing they could find was the Billy Bush tapes. Okay, that was the best they could come up with on Trump. That was the worst dirt they found, and most of the guys and a lot of women heard that and they were like, whatever, just guy talk, you know, who cares? So Trump is clean, and Trump can't be blackmailed, and Trump is the existential threat to the system. Okay? Yeah. Trump came along. They never thought they were going to lose control of this intelligence apparatus. They created this intelligence apparatus to spy on everybody, get everybody's information, and everything would be okay as long as some outsider never got a hold of it. If an outsider ever got a hold of that intelligence apparatus, he would get control of all the information, all the emails, messages on everybody. And he would have the dirt on everybody. <clears throat> so they could never let that happen. Unfortunately for them, Trump won the election. Now he has the dirt all the people who have been blackmailing and extorting and murdering people for years. So uh, what, do you, what do you think Trump is going to do with that information? Going to use it against them. Yes. He He's going to have them all prosecuted. Uh, hey, dude, I'm going to get into this. And by the way, the end of our show is going to be interesting because we do something with our resident skeptic. And I can already see him over there hemming and hawing. I agree with you. Uh, during the Bernie Sanders uh, primary campaign, Bernie Sanders gets in trouble for data mining. The DNC says, which we know is corrupt later on, thanks to Donna Brazil's uh, book that Hillary basically bought, sold, and controlled every single aspect of the DNC. Well, the DNC accuses Bernie of stealing uh, data. Well, da Bernie comes out. Well, the guy who did it is the guy that the DNC recommended I get on my team. Okay. So that says to me, this dude is a plant. They, they planted that guy on Bernie Sanders team to get him in trouble. If he gets too dangerous. Now let's go forward to the Trump campaign, right? So we see Trump. Uh, we see Hillary put out that these are the three guys we want to push that she thinks she can beat them. Trump is one of them. So the the Fox News and even Fox News is in on it. They push Trump really hard, saying all these crazy things. He's a straight shooter. They're pushing him because they believe the deep state believes that Hillary will destroy him in the long run. Who goes on to Trump's uh, uh, transition team? Carter Page. Who is Carter Page? Well, Carter Page was part of the Clinton team way back when Clinton went into the White House, the Bill Clinton's White House transition team. He is a Clinton asset. He's been put on Trump's transition team. That he, who's he was also he was also an FBI informant. Yes. So that's who they throw the <clears throat> the uh, thank you, dude, dude. Six six months before the FBI took a. a, a, a an application to FISA court to surveil Carter Page because they said he was a Russian spy. Carter Page was an FBI informant. Yes, dude. He's a plant. He's a plant. He's a plant. He, they, he's put there so that they could throw the FISA warrant on him. That's how they knew it was a total fucking plan. And the FISA courts give 99% of their uh, applications for wiretapping. They, they green light 99% of them. So they knew this was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen. So this something, some Russian collusion shit happens where they're trying. That, that's how they spin what little things they hear. 
And I'm not saying that, like, you have a little more idealistic view of Trump than I do. Uh, you know, I, there's an old saying that, you know, you have a better chance of getting a camel through the eye of a needle than you do getting a rich man into heaven. You know, so I don't, I don't think anybody is clean, and that would apply to myself. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not judging you in any way, but I'm saying when I look at myself, I do not walk on water. People do make mistakes. But uh, Obama, 100%. Now, going into, once he's elected, the, 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 the fucking FISA wiretapping should stop. No, they keep wiretapping an elected president in hopes of finding something that they can unseat him and put Hillary in. Like, the notion would be that Hillary would be the natural replacement. It wouldn't go down to Michael Pence, and there's questions about Michael Pence as well. Is he, he part of the whole cabal, you know? But that's what they think. They literally wiretap. That is Watergate. That is 100% Watergate, but it's on steroids because he's already been elected, man. So you have an outgoing president. Well, they, they didn't just <clears throat> they didn't just surveil Carter Page. They sur- they had Carter Page under Title I FISA, which means every person Carter Page comes in contact with, they can look at all your information, emails, private messages, text messages, phone calls, everybody Carter Page comes in contact with, and that means the entire Trump campaign and all of Carter Page's immediate circle. It's <clears throat> that is that is like unprecedented level of spying. That's, that's way the worse desperation. Than water. That's like a million times worse than water. If we go to Manhoff too, the Manhoff uh, uh, the indictments, they're based on stuff he did for the Ukraine, which is money laundering that he did for the Podesta Group, which again is a Clinton Foundation pro- group. I mean, they work. The, 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 the Podestas work for the Clintons. Again, it's another thing that involves the Clintons. Nobody wants to talk about this because you won't hear Bill Maher talk about it or you, you won't hear Rachel Meadows talk about it. But I want to get in. And then do you have any thoughts on uh, Obama-Contra, which is the uh, Hezbollah stuff, which is stuff we've heard through Q, right? Which is basically... Here we go. It's, with it's all going to be exposed. Iran Contra. <clears throat> um, Obama was involved in some very bad stuff. The Iran deal, Hezbollah, selling weapons to uh, to ISIS. Look, you can go on all the military blogs of the special forces guys, and they were so pissed off because they knew that they were training and arming ISIS operatives. Let me ask you something. We were arming the Taliban. Obama has a lot of dirt that he's going to have to answer. Let me ask you something. Now, is this done for just the sake of destabilization? Meaning because if yes. uh, there's the belief that, you know, that the the prince who owned Twitter, who I think is dead now, he owned uh, the Saudi prince died in their helicopter crash. Um Al-Walid, uh, Prince Al-Walid actually uh owned a lot of Twitter and op- and owned I think the top floor floors of Mandalay Bay. That's we'll get, we we that's another day cuz it's all tied in. 100%. And I want to have you back because we're going to run out of time real quick. But is it is this simply done to basically be able to get uranium to Iran so that they, in fact, get a nuclear program, which allows us now to go into Iran? Is like because Obama's a Saudi oh. guy and they hate Iran, too. So what is the play on that? And then I got to get in the Mueller and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Let me, let me give you the big the big plan in like two minutes. Okay. If you understand what the globalists are all about, the globalists are about a borderless, 
one world uh, community with no international borders. Just one big world global community with one uh, centralized government that rules over the entire world. Okay. How do you attain that goal? That's their goal. That's their end game is a global government that rules over the entire world with no sovereign nation states. Okay. What you have to do is you have to get rid of all the international borders. You have to get rid of all sovereign governments, right? How do you do that? How do you accomplish that? Their goal is to accomplish that through war. Yeah, you're talking and about that on the last the one. Two, the two nations that stand in the way of their plans <clears throat> are Russia and the United States. Because the U.S. is a is a has a strong sovereign national identity, and so does Russia. And Putin and Trump are the two strongest anti-globalist leaders in the world. I agree, dude. So I the only way that the globalists are ever going to get their agenda is if they can get Russia and Putin, Russia and the United States, to either submit to the global government or wipe each other out. So what you try to do is you try to get Russia or United States to pick a war with the other country. They have an all-out war. You devastate both countries. They launch the nukes. You come in with the European Union and the, and the uh, UN after the, the World War III, and they just ins they install a national government, of a global government over everybody and say, we're never going to do this again. We're never going to have another war like this. We're going to have a global government. We're going to get rid of all international boundaries. That was the goal. And the way they were going to do it, they were building a secret weapons program, nuclear weapons program with Iran in Syria. And the goal was, here's where uranium one comes in. All right. You can trace, you can trace uranium isotopes because they have a fingerprint. Okay. The uranium that was being mined out of North America was supposed to be going to Russia and only Russia. Why would that happen? And they kind, of, they kind of covered that up because when they did the Uranium One deal, uh, the company that had the uranium didn't have an international shipping agreement. They didn't, from the Atomic uh, International Regulatory Agency, they had no shipping agreement or they had no legal ability to ship uranium outside the United States, outside North America. But Transport Logistics did, and they contracted with Transport Logistics. Transport Logistics was the trucking company, the, the firm that moved the uranium out of North America. And Transport Logistics CEO got indicted a couple of months ago in the Uranium One scandal. His name is um, Lang Lankford or something like that. He was the CEO of Uranium One. He got indicted along with this whole Uranium One thing. So the really sneaky thing they did was when they were shipping the uranium to Russia, they were secretly shipping some of it to Syria and Iran to help them build their weapons program. And what they were going to do was when Iran and Syria got their nuclear weapons going, they would launch nukes. People would figure, where the hell did they get nukes from? Where did they get enriched uranium from? Oh, it's they would trace it. They would find out it came from the batch that was sold to Russia from Uranium One, and they would say Russia sold it to them. Yep. 
when really, when really it came from Clinton uh, and Obama. They funneled part of that uranium secretly to Syria and Iran to blame Russia down the road. Un-fucking-believable. That, that is what Q has laid out. In the last two weeks, Q has laid out crumbs that suggest that McCain and Obama and Hillary secretly funneled uranium into Iran to build a weapons program, and then later they would frame Russia for supplying them the uranium. Fucking... Now, let me ask you a question. Are, are you personally afraid of a nuclear war in our lifetime? No. No. Yeah, because when because, it, Trump, because Trump is in office, if Hillary got elected, hundred percent guarantee we would be in a nuclear war. Now well, that Trump is in office and all this crap is being exposed, I think, I have, I think we have a very, very good, good chance of not having nuclear war. Look what's happened in North Korea. It's just weird because Americans are the only people that have ever dropped a nuclear not war. Not true, head. man. The last time it was done is was August 9th, nineteen forty-five. Israel did it in Yemen. They, they call it a tactical nuke, which makes it sound like it's not as bad. It is a smaller nuke. It's how you deliver it. But it is they dropped a fucking bomb in Yemen. Why? Because Yemen is basically pro-Palestine. And they did it not to kill anybody, but they, they didn't hit anything. They dropped it to contaminate, contaminate the environment. Now, I know you might have to go. So real quick, can you tell us, and then I just want to hear Aaron's thoughts, and we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Mueller. Is Mueller a white hat? Is he a black hat? Is he a black hat being controlled by the white hats to do the white hat stuff? What is your thought on Mueller? Mueller, My my thoughts on Mueller changed a couple of nights ago. Oh, really? From the video I saw, that's interesting. What's your thoughts now? My thoughts on Mueller changed a couple of nights ago because I went back and I looked at some of Q's earliest drops and something that Q said... I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. All right, talk. It totally changed how I see Mueller. All right. Hugh has been dropping information for a long time that Mueller is not who we think he is. He's not actually going after Trump. That this whole thing is smokescreen. All right. Hugh has recently asked why, if everyone knows... That Mueller was FBI head under Uranium One, Fast and Furious, uh, Benghazi. Yeah. How come no one is, how come Trump isn't tweeting about Mueller's involvement in all of this dark crap? Why does Trump never say anything directly that assassinates Mueller's character? Talk He goes after. Comey, yep. he goes after Schumer, yep. he yep. goes after Pelosi, he yep. goes after everybody else who he perceives as an enemy. He's never said anything directly negative about Mueller. Right. Now, let me go back to this post from Q uh, on October 29th. Remember, the FBI and military intelligence have opened investigations into the Clinton Foundation. Okay, we know that. Why did Comey drop the Clinton email investigation? Who was the FBI director during the Haiti crisis? Mueller. Ah. Mueller was FBI director during Haiti, during Uranium One, yeah. during Fast and Furious. Yeah. During all of Obama's scandals, yeah. Mueller was FBI director. Okay. 
how uh, how much relief actually went to Haiti? What countries donated big money to the Clinton Foundation and why? How much was owed by accepting? When she lost, how would she repay? Now, think about this. So Hugh here is saying Hillary owes a lot of bad people a lot of money. And when she lost the election, she couldn't repay. The money was supposed to be political favors now. So what does that tell you? That tells you that Hillary is uh, <clears throat> Murder Incorporated. I mean, the Clinton crime family, right? 100%. Okay. What did Obama do with cash just prior to leaving office? Repayment to those who donated for favors and access? And he tells you nons, dig. Now, here's where it comes to Mueller. Again, good People were forced into bed with this evil under personal and family threats. Hugh is saying Mueller was forced to go along with all this crap because they were threatening him and his family. Ah. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. So, so <laughs> let me ask you this. If you're working with the Clintons because... They are threatening you. You know that these people are bad. Yeah. The Clinton body count is real. And FBI Anon went on 4chan and said, nobody wants to go up against the Clinton machine because they know they'll end up in a body bag. Body counts. Clinton body count. We've talked about on this show before. So Q is suggesting that Mueller was forced to go along with this crap because he was being threatened. Him and his family were being threatened. And they ha- he had to go along. Now, Hugh says, could you live with yourself helping to cover up such evil and despicable acts if you were given a safe way out? Yeah. Trump goes to Mueller and says, here's the deal. We need someone to help us prosecute the deep state. We need someone to go after the Clintons and Obama and all these corrupt people. And Mueller says... I'm your man. You give me exoneration for all the shit that I was involved in, and I will help you prosecute those people. Well, be, because they screwed up my life, and they screwed up the lives of a lot of people. So did. Mueller strikes a deal with Trump, and they and they tell Mueller, okay, here's the deal: if the crime, if family, if the Clintons and the deep state know you're going after them, they're going to want to kill all of us. Yeah. So they cannot know that we're going after them. It has to look like we're going after you, Mr. President. Now, can I just say something so real it's quick? A big, it is a big psyop. It I, is a big distraction. Yeah. Mueller is working with Trump. Mueller is going to be exonerated from all this stuff. And he is, and he is secretly helping prosecute the criminals. And the reason that there is something to that is that the meeting in which the mainstream media paints as Mueller meeting with Trump is Trump wants to ask him if he'd be the FBI director. He couldn't. He did he his 10 be, years. It was impossible for him to be named that. And Congress gave him a two-year extension, so he was not eligible to be FBI director. He meets with Trump and Rosenstein, and the next day they announce he's going to be special counsel. So you think that, that meeting, they told Mueller what the plan was, and they offered him redemption, and they offered him a chance to help take these people down. 
This is amazing. Uh, this is amazing. I mean, there's so many times it been that he's been right. He talked about the Amtrak crash. He talked about Clinton's house burning. He's talked about North Korea, the white rabbit, the white hair. I mean, I can go on forever and ever. Now, has he been wrong on stuff? Yes. But, but, but there's also, when you put out this information, it changes the narrative. Things change. So, you know, we're not the only ones, I'm sure, watching this stuff. I'm sure the black hats are watching it as well. And that they're knowing, and then that changes how it's they are. It's too late for them. It's too late for them. They're all going to be indicted. I'm so... I, that, is why, that is why Q recently started to unveil more of the plan and started to suggest that maybe their trust in Mueller was misplaced. Because it's too late for them to do anything. Uh, they are already screwed. I love this. Any thoughts on this, uh, Ryan? It's, it's definitely not my forte, but it's so crazy. It's it, like a game of cloak and dagger. It make really a really is. good movie, right? It, it's so good, dude. And, you know, I have a friend of mine. I will just call him Jiu-Jitsu Dan. He's a good friend who's also out Arizona. He's a good he, – uh, he, he's a friend of mine. Uh, you know, he got – he was one of the first – I think he was the first guest on this show – he brought on Dr. Mary's monkeys and the lasers and all this stuff, and he's very much into it. But he wasn't into—he wasn't in the Vegas shooting. He was sticking with it. Was one guy, and I knew it wasn't. And you know, all this stuff's coming out. And then he constantly is telling me that Q is a LARP. Constantly telling me a LARP, and I love Dan to death. I, you know, but I'm like, Dan, you're wrong on this. He's been right, or this Q has been right too many times. For it just to be nothing and not true. And I think it is hard for people to come to grips that maybe something's going on with Trump that people don't understand. That, you know, maybe he was brought in to be the guy that Hillary could easily be. And then the generals came in and were like, no, man, we got to take this back because we have been hijacked. Make no doubts about it. Since World War II, there's been a game being played. The assassination of uh, JFK and all the stuff coming out about JFK and all the stuff coming out about JFK Jr., how he's about to run for Senate and the day before he, his plane crashes. And boom, is that another body count on the Clintons thing? And people can't come to grips with that this, these, this family, who I say is basically the heroin-dealing family from the Ozarks, the hillbilly drug dealers <laughs> from the Ozarks that have... I ain't afraid to whack anybody to get it done. That there's some darkness and we've been lied to a whole bunch of times. I tell people, if we can get Soros money out of the United States, this whole social justice warrior bullshit goes away. And I do. I really want to believe. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to, man. I'm just going to come out and say it, man. I, I do think there's something going on with Trump that people don't understand. And I know we're about to bring Aaron on, who's going to go crazy. So don't take anything he says offensive. I would like to have you on all the time. <laughs> you know, Dave, I know you're a busy man, but uh, I'd love to have you on like maybe once a month to give us updates on this stuff because it's so it's so good. And I know our audience is going to be really excited about what the information you gave us. But uh, should we leave him on to hear, hear what Aaron has so to say? So Aaron is our uh, skeptic and our audio guy. And uh, well, so let's hear let's, hear. let's do this. Aaron, Aaron. Don't be an idiot. Hey, Aaron. Well, you better be sick. Dead or mute, A.A. Ron. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You filthy animal. Aaron, be respectful. Okay? Thoughts, respectful thoughts. I just can't, I can't get down with the fact that all these presidents since Kennedy, like you're saying, were all playing ball. 
and this narcissist billionaire real estate developer is somehow not in not also going to do the same thing okay that's an interesting take because that's a really good take that's a really good take yeah but there's if you think that the verbiage between the establishment trump is status quo even for clinton Mm -hmm. where they use that whole thing about uh you know the fat chick blowing him in the uh, in the oval office you know and how that became something if you think the verbiage is the same that is crazy talk to me that there is no way i mean you see stormy daniels an adult film star on jimmy kimmel which is an abc disney program that does not that has never happened in the history of time so was that the real true calm before the storm ah which is interesting we'd love to have you back on <laughs> well, Aaron, that was a little more uh, more civil than I thought it was going to be, but I'm okay with it. I, I appreciate you being respectful because I know you were steaming over I, there. I think, I, I think a year from now, Aaron is going to be a believer in Trump. Oh, we've already when got. We have a peace deal. When we have a peace deal with North Korea, when we have a peace deal with Iran and Syria, when all of our troops are out of Afghanistan, out of the Middle East, when twenty or thirty thousand corrupt people in government have been prosecuted. When uh, we're back on the gold standard, I pray people like Aaron, people like Aaron will turn around and go, okay, he's there's something different his about head. this guy. He's shaking his head. Right. Hey, Dave, I'm with you, man. <laughs> Where can I everyone find your stuff? Yeah. Tell more about your stuff. Go ahead and plug your, uh, yeah, plug YouTube all your, page. your YouTubes, your everything. I know we said, but oh. please give us some yep. more plugs. I'm on, I'm on Facebook as praying medic. I am on Twitter as praying medic at praying medic. I obviously have a YouTube channel. Uh, I am an author. I've published 12 books. Uh, They're all available on Amazon. I'm I'm pretty much an Amazon-only author. Uh, Prayingmedic.com is my website where you can find links to my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, all that stuff. I have over 1,000 free articles and videos on my website, prayingmedic.com. You're welcome to go and check all that out. I have a podcast on Podbean. And it's also on my website. It's just Prang Medic Podcast. So, yeah, you're welcome to go check out all that stuff out. And, uh, you know, hit me up and holler at me if you've got questions. Hey, uh, I love it, man. Uh, this is one of my f- – I- I've been saying this a lot over the last three episodes we've done. Like, this is my favorite episode. But this was by far – you know, Ryan, I'm sorry. I was just so giddy. I didn't let you jump in as much as no. I should. I was just super excited. Fascinating. So I appreciate you being cool with that and all the hard work you put in all the episodes. And I appreciate Aaron coming in and letting us do four episodes in a row over the last three days because I'm going to be out of town. And Dave, we appreciate you. And uh, again, I'd love to have you on maybe once a month. I know you're a super busy man, but if we can make it happen, give us some more Q updates, keep it going because I think people are going to love this episode. I know I loved it and uh, I'm excited to have our fans listen to it. So I, I uh, have a great day. We appreciate everything and we'll talk to you soon, man. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Catch you later. Take care. Ryan, you were great. Again, I'm sorry I steamrolled it. Not at all. This is awesome. This is definitely out of my league, so you took the reins and you did a good job. Yeah, you know, you had the Anunnaki, and everyone says I I wasn't – I just listened. This is my passion. So we'll see you guys next week. We appreciate the numbers get bigger and better. We love you all. Take care. May 25th, the belly room. Belly room, dog. Dave.